Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Pastor Ron, and welcome to Game Day Gospel. But there's two things I know about, Jesus Christ and sports, man. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for checking in. Today was supposed to be a regular, just calm football Saturday, just recapping what's happened going on the past couple of days, touching a couple of topics. And then uh, I took a little nap because I was been I coached basketball this morning. I coached my boys, my son's um, fifth grade, sixth grade basketball team. Uh, we actually won, uh, won nothing. I mean, we won twenty eight to sixteen. We were down ten three in the first half, bro. It, it looked bleak. But then I just had to kind of just you know do do some coach things and get these guys on par ladies on par and we we actually won it man i'm proud of those guys very very excited but then i was kind of beat man so i came in and i took a nap and then uh i woke up to a bunch of notifications on my phone and one of the notifications i saw was that yo manchester united appoints a new ceo i'm like yo i so for this whole time the rumor has been it was supposed to be that guy from um What's my man? My man from that used to cover Juvie Blanc, right? Blanc was supposed to be the CEO. They had all announcements and all this stuff set up. Thought it was a done deal. It was just a matter of of time. But then out of nowhere, we find out um, David Ornstein is the first to report and confirmed by um, Fabrizio Romano that man that Manchester City's ex-CEO Omar Barada has resigned from his his role as chief of football operations at the City Football Group and now is the new CEO of Manchester United. So what does that mean? I mean it's 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 a big deal. From from what I'm seeing from different circles from what people are saying, let me just follow him on Twitter. Big up my man right there. From what I'm seeing is just it's a big deal. He is pretty much like one of the architects of this Manchester City dynasty. He is the brains um, in terms of the in the boardroom, in terms of behind the scenes. He's the guy that is, that put things together. So obviously, if we can pluck somebody from City, that is a big deal. If we could pluck somebody from our biggest rivals, that's definitely a big deal. So to me. It, it's it's great you know, to me. It's progress. Uh, I had no issues with um, Blanc. I just wanted someone that um, uh, someone that sat here and that just can take over football. My issue is not as much with the Glazers. I understand the Glazers can interfere or just be a problem, but for the most part, my issue is that the Glazers. My issues are is that we have no football structure. They have just hired company men or a couple of guys that with no experience to run the football side. But if you have somebody with this type of experience in cachet, who they have to listen to, who can sit here and say, you know what, this is the kind of team I want to run. This is the kind of manager I want. This is the kind of guys that we have. And we have, and pretty much, who, who are we to say no? His resume speaks for itself. It's a big deal. You know, uh, while I believe weakening our our rival it's a big deal so he sat there and I, i'm looking online and he he wrote a he wrote an article april 8th 2014 
right? 10 years, about almost 10 years ago. It's, it, it titled Manchester United. How did, did they get into this mess? It's, it's still up on his Twitter from August 8th of 2014. So, I mean, it's, it's important. I think we needed a strong leader. We needed a strong CEO. We needed a strong voice in the room that the Glazers have to bow down to. A person that's confident in itself with, with, the, with the resume. So when he says, no, we're not getting this kind of player. No, we're not signing this kind of player. We have to listen. So I think just having somebody with that type of cachet in the room is, is to me, is a big deal, man. It's a big deal, weakening um, City in the same time. Hopefully we can get some of their secrets and has them as a, as a CEO. Um, and, and, I, I, and people might say, why? I think if this guy succeeds at bringing back, if anyone succeeds, even Ratcliffe, in a sense, if they succeed at, at, at bringing Man U back to Man U, being a top four team, being a top one or two team up there with Liverpool and Man City and worldwide like with, with teams like Real, I think, yo, that will be like the ultimate feather in their cap. Like if you could, if you could repair Manchester United and bring them back to where they were and, and it's no longer, hey, this team had glory under Sir Alex and, you know, X, Y, Z. No, if he could sit there and bring these folks together, man, it's it's a big, it's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. So he 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 moved up. He went, he, he did a lot. He worked with, also worked with Barca um, and, and, uh, and, you know, spent a lot of times with um, Manchester City. The, the one thing that I, um, the one thing that I uh, uh, would like to see, and the first thing that popped into my head, is like, yo, this ball probably figured out that Man City's about to go down for these for these violations, so he's jumping ship. That I, am I gonna the, the very first thing that popped into my my head. I'm not gonna lie. Outside of like, okay, who is this guy? Because let's be honest, let's let's keep it a bean. We have no idea who this guy is. We see his resume, don't know what he's done, don't know how intricate he was in the in the um, Man City, but we we know he's a part of the, you know, leadership, and he's an architect to to help allow this to to go forth. But what has he done? You know, so I I don't. No one knows. If you claim you know who he is, you're a liar. No one knows who this guy is. No one knows how well he's going to do. You know, the the initial excitement is A, he's a football person, B, he's from Man City. And and C, he's somebody that can cause the Glazers to bow down to, in a sense. So he can have total autonomy when it comes to the squad because he's done it before. So that's that's what we know. Do we know how good he is or how bad he is or we don't know. We just hope that he can do great. But but to me, the very first thing that I thought when I saw this, yo, the, the, the city's going down, bro. City, city's about to burn down to the ground. And he probably got some inside information saying, listen, in the next couple of months, in the next few weeks, something's about to break. It's time for you to jump ship. C- city right now is, is the Titanic. And folks are sitting here talking about, yo, you know, new, new, new CEO, you know, um, 
uh, might get relegated, going to lose X amount of money, all these violations. You see what's happening to Everton. And because of what ha- what, how, how Everton is being, ha- has been um, hit, you know that the way the city is about to get hit will be 10 times harder because their city, because the number of violations, um, it, it, it's about to go down. It's about to go down. So dude's like, you know what? Frick this, bro. I'm I'm jumping. <laughs> I'm jumping the ship. I'm I'm out. I ain't dealing with this. You guys have fun, but this ain't for me, man. So I think um again, it's, it's a positive thing. You know, it's I I I can't wait to the end of the season, a few months to see where everything stands in terms of structure, um, in terms of um coaching and so on and so forth. Um, I can't wait to see how this stuff will will um will work out. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait to see how things go. Also to see to see how the whole thing with City goes. Where what where that happens. Is is everybody going to play for next year? Because City might be relegated, might might not be able to, to go forth. Is will 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 City's players, including coach, will they will they well, they dip. Imagine if if um, Pep leaves, that these sanctions are so bad, and Pep leaves and comes to 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 Man U. Like imagine, like you know, the guys who could just basically get sold off, like a Holland, uh, um, I want to say someone like Alvarez. Like you don't know, like how how this may affect. I I still think Holland is going to Real. I still think there's a lot of talks and a lot of rumblings, and I think these violations may pave the way for him to be that number nine in in um and Real because if you look at Holland he did everything he had to do last year like what else can he do outside of the Ballon d'Or like seriously what else can he do at Man City like if you if you think about like his his year this year and it's no fault of his own. Like, his star has fallen. Like, he's no longer that guy. He's no longer um, he's no longer that, that person who's sitting here and uh, everyone is talking about because the, the, uh, the energy and the enthusiasm uh, is gone because he's done everything. He scored the, the record amount of goals. They, he won the treble in his first year. So it, it's it's crazy for the guy to be like, yo, I've conquered, I've conquered Man City. I've conquered, like I have nothing else to prove. I have no nothing else to show. I have nowhere, n- nothing else to do. So if he turns around and says, hey, I'm leaving to go to Real to, to, to conquer that and to be a, a bigger star, like do it. Because that is his way to stardom. Don't get it messed up. If he goes to Real and, you know, does that, he'll be a bigger star at Real than at Man City. So you think about all these guys that may want to get to a place to go. I think it'll be a perfect opportunity for them to sell Holland for $100-plus million and get to Real and um, restart there. And then that, that leaves um, uh, 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 Mbappe with no place to go. So he, I don't think he wants to stay at um, PSG. I, I think, I believe Liverpool will be the team for him. 
for him playing on the wing to replace Salah, because they'll, they'll get bare money for Salah to go to the Saudis. They get a lot of money for Salah to go to the Saudis. Flip some of that bread for Mbappe. Uh, me being selfish and maybe um, naive, hopefully with some new structure and some new direction and a new coach, maybe man, man, you might get that he could replace uh, he could replace Anthony and be that third guy. Um, we don't know, man. It's it's a great time to be alive, man. To see all this that's going on, um, it's it's great. It's crazy that we're. You know what's mad though. The madness is no one knew this was coming, bro. There was no rumors. As much as there's leaks and there's rumblings in in in, in Old Trafford, no leaks. No one saw this coming. No one was aware that this was was getting ready to happen. So I think, man, like yo, this this is a big deal. This is a new a new day, a new day for us, a new CEO. Omar Barada, you know, he leaves Man City to join. And just the fact that he, you, you know what, what even causes me to scratch my head? The fact, the fact that he will leave Man City for, uh, uh, for what now seems like a cesspool at Man U. Who, who would leave Man City unless he's like, yo, listen, similar to Holland, I've done everything I've can, I can here. Let me now try to put another, another feather in my cap so I can tell you how nice I am. Maybe. Or... Fam, it's like yo, like uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, bro. The the band is playing, you know. Where where's Celine Dion? My heart will go on, <laughs> near far wherever. Yep, that's what's about to happen right now, because this this ship is about to sink. And man, the the man was like, yo, I'm out, I'm out. I am not dealing with this. I'm not going through this. I'm outie. So that that that's a big deal. I mean, that's something that we have to keep our eyes on. That's something that I would like to see. And I think I think it's I think it's that's gonna be a, a very interesting development, man. Outside of that, today when it came to the EPL, um, few games on on deck. Um uh Arsenal, five nil, five nil against Palace. I can't say I watched much of this game. Um a couple of highlights here and there, went through the box score. Um, I think the time off was a good thing for Arsenal. So 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 maybe they, they have turned a corner to some time away. A lot of kind of recalibrate things. Also, Crystal Palace is in disarray. But I mean, as much as you want to say that, Fulham and, and the other teams they struggle against, Luton were were just as bad and they struggle against them. So maybe it's a time away and time off give them a chance to recalibrate so they can figure out what they're what they're doing in in um uh at the Emirates. Also my, my, my man, true true road man, um Ivan Tony came back for Brentford. Uh he he that that is the kind of guy that we need at uh at Man U. You know the reason why why he's 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 the kind of guy that we need, yo? Because he he's a guy that just doesn't care. Like he sits there and he just doesn't care like he's just a real number nine a, a, a bit of size and he has a nose for the ball and he he scored he scored a goal um he, the first goal of the game was through him off a free kick um and and it's interesting and, and you know to see i'm gonna put it up on my tiktok page to, uh i've i've been tony uh moving the ball around on the pitch in order to get exactly the, the result that he needed 
Um, it probably is kind of um, how you want to call it. It is. It is probably uh, uh, wrong, <laughs> but hey, you know, listen. Um, it happens. <laughs> it happens. It's part of the game. He he. You will see, and, I, and I'll jump in a couple of minutes where you you'll see him adjust the position of the ball twice in order for him to be able to to get the shot that he wanted. And they they they, they focused on that um on on what you call it on on NBC during the telecast at halftime. And again, this is something that that happens all the time. So people don't want to start complaining and say you should have got a card and it shouldn't have counted. Shut up, man. God, this this type of of sportsmanship and stuff happens every game. People dive. It's like you know why why should someone get a card? They die when it obviously was no foul, right? If your team gets if your team gets a a, a penalty because of a play of dove, you'll take it, right? So so cut it out, please, please. Stop the madness. So um. Yeah, he did what he did, but he scored, man. He sat there, he scored, and and did his thing. Um, I truly um, am happy for him. Hundred, he's he's worth a hundred m's, bro. He's worth a hundred m's. I I know it might sound crazy, but the one thing we have to understand is that the market dictates the um the value, and as with any other commodity, the rarer the commodity, the more valuable it is. So, if you could think on the top of your head how many true number nines there there are that's that's available, and that's somewhat proven in in this in this world right now, you have Mbappe, you have Oshiman, a hundred mil plus guy. Tony, um, I mean, if you need someone older, Lewandowski, um, so a, a number nine. There aren't, there aren't that many number nines, guys. So because because there aren't that many number nines, then that their price could they the 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 the, um, the holder of the commodity could di- to dictate the price. He could say, "Listen, you don't you don't want to pay a hundred mil, uh, mil for a Tony? All right, go go tell Arsenal. Don't pay the hundred m. Have fun with um with uh Jesus. Have fun with Jesus, man. You don't want to pay a hundred m. That's fine. Have fun with um with Hoyland." You know what I mean? Like this guy's proven. This guy has has ice water in his veins. This, this, he's a true number nine in, in 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 mental, and also in physical, bro. Like he he does what he has to do, bro. He's just out an assassin. So we sit here and we talk about a number nine, and is he worth this much? Yes, he's worth this much. <laughs> he's worth this much because he he sits there and he and he and he scores. He does his job. And also, there are not that many number nine. There's a couple of guys. You see, that's why, yo, I, I, um, I really believe. I really believe. Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Hot Hoyland. In about two years, will be a bargain. His his eighty something million dollar contract is gonna be a bargain, because at because there's no number nines. So because there's so few guys that we could sit there and play um play at number nine, then we we have like eighty million that will be will be good. What we're playing is it's the reason why this is the reason why they're talking about getting um what's my man Benzema back. You know what I'm saying? So we have all these guys. We have 
we have Ronaldo's, we have these like, yeah, uh, uh, we have Harry Kane. Harry Kane as well. Another guy, Watkins, Nunez. <laughs> like that's what I'm trying to say. Like who else is out there? Ishak. Okay. Like th this, these are the guys, or or teams just have to overpay for older guys, like overpay for um, uh uh, uh not Lissandro, uh Lataro, Lataro Martinez, a little bit older, up and down, but you you'll pay seventy five million dollars, eighty million dollars for him. Like th this is this is where we're at. So. If you could someone say you got a young twenty something proven striker, like in Osiman, like in Tony, heck yeah, they get a hundred million. Yes, they will. Because again, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna name name the top number nines. Holland. Of course is Kane. No particular owner, Osiman. We got Tony. Older guy Lewandowski. Uh Ishak, I don't know yet about him. Uh, I don't know. Um, the guy, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, the, the, the French guy. Uh, uh, Mouani. Mouani. But young guy. These guys like the Ishaks and Mouanis aren't proven gap calls. They're not proven. They play a number nine, but they haven't done you know, enough. This is why a, a Nunez is valuable. They pay what they have to pay for, for Nunez. Even even guys like Ali Watkins, who you want to sit there and say he's not, but but what you know, what's going on? Back in the day, they were like this guy um, Ramos, the guy who who replaced um, Ronaldo in Portugal. What has he done? And yet he's a big under a bit undersized. So how many guys that we can say that has done it? There's a couple of obscure guys and random guys, like a Hoyland. You know what I'm saying? That have the potential. That have the, the um, uh, yo, what you call Hoyland six three, bro? That have the physique, the Evan Fergusons, the guys like that. That you know that have the potential and and, and have shown flashes, but have not done it on a consistent basis, bro. Or guys who have done it in league league eh. But that have done more outside of that, guys. Like, or 12 goals. You know, not. These guys like Tony, the guys like OC Men, these guys could demand $100 million. You got to pay it. Or take your chances with a guy like Hoyland and not know how, how, how well he's going to be. Like, if you want to, if you want a striker for 100 M's, if you want a, a good striker, just be prepared to start at 100 M's. That's it. If you're looking for a number nine, be prepared to start the combo at 100 M. Do you think? Do you think um Holland is going less than for less than 125 million, bro? He has the age, the physique, the 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 name, the 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 resume. Honestly, it 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 might sound crazy, but I think you'll be able to get more money for Holland than for Mbappe. Just because of position, just because it's a number nine, just because of all the goals and the Ballon doors, and not saying not saying he's a better player to me, the best player in the world right now, and it's not even close. Is Mbappe? Is Mbappe? 
when you're when you'll probably get like 125 mil in in signing in in in, in a fee for, for Mbappe and play and pay him wages through the roof like he'll he'll probably command 500 stacks a week if Casemiro could get 350 Ron could get 325 he could get he can definitely get 500k so cut it out so the 26 million dollars a year 26 million dollars a year for the best player in the world is not a lot of money when you got American football players getting 40 M's a, month, a year, when you got basketball players getting $60 million a year, mids like Jalen Brown. So stop it. 500 stacks, 500,000 a week is not a big deal for Mbappe. Me, based on jersey sales and attention and all I'll get with it, and not only the great play on the pitch, sign me up, bro. Sign me up. <laughs> what? You, 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 if those of you got, oh, he's, he's too much money. He'll break the locker room. Break my locker room, bro. Listen, everybody could leave. Break that. If, if you, if you have an issue with that and you're on my team, you could leave. I sat here and fell and bumped in your damn head, bro. Mbappe. In case y'all forgot who he is, go, go watch the World Cup final. Him and, him and Argentina and Messi. See, see how that went. For those who's saying he's he's he can't be paid that much, but given the fact that there are so few number nines, again supply and demand, I think you might get more money. For you might you might get a bigger fee for 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 Holland. If not close, and and again I don't think I don't think they're, I don't think anyone is, I don't think anyone's close to Mbappe in my eyes. I think the closest guy to Mbappe, in terms of what they do on the pitch, is Harry Kane. I think Harry Kane is the second best player in the world. And I've always said that. I'll always rate Harry, Harry Kane. I would take Harry Kane over Holland 10 times out of 10. And it's no knock. It's, it's no knock on Holland. It's not saying he's trash, but I'm saying Harry, the, the next best player for me. And when he was he was free last year, I said, yo, man, man, you should get him. Like, I'll be like, nah, it's a man, you move. He's not that guy. Well, yo, get, yo, I'd rather have gotten an old Harry Kane, then a new, then a new Rasmus Hoyland, fam, because he's 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 nice, man. He's levels, bro. So yeah, I think I think you probably get more. I think you probably get more for that. So yeah, you better you better pay that hundred mil. You better pay that hundred mil. But the only thing that the only other thing I want I want to talk about, and um, and it was you know uh, Mbappe is a good segue for that, is that um. He mentioned that the way, um, the way uh, things are going now in football, in terms of all these cups and competitions, and um, um, he thinks that we may um, get into a place of load management. Uh, and and um, these load management um, games. These load, these load, these load management suddenly started in NBA basketball, where they, um, I guess they 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 factor in rest for players. They factor in players, you know, players not playing a full um, season. They factor in players not not um, you know just having built in rest games like you know hey i'm um, in the nba certain players don't even victor who's um wemby he 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 
he sat he sat down yesterday this past on on friday night um the, the 19th he did not play it was a scheduled rest day and then he had a scheduled rest day after he had a scheduled rest day because it's a back-to-back he's going to play t- he's going to play tonight on the next game so because of how many games the nba players play nba players play 82 games a season the the coaches and the franchises, in order, in order to protect their investment, they have created something for um, um, something for uh, built in to help protect the players and to call and allow them to be able to to rest. And Mbappe was saying he had an interview this week. He said, "Listen." Um, I think it there's a pressure where people are like, hey, um, hey, um, Mbappe can't play, can't play this game, load management or whatever you want to call it. It causes problems. Like if you sit here and um, find out that, yep, I'm uh, I'm coming to the game and. Salah is not playing. Um, Saka is not playing for load management. It's going to be, he feels, and I also agree, that this is going to cause a lot of drama. Like how dare these players play? They're million dollars, making all this money. They should be able to play, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, um, there's an internal and external pressure for, for soccer players to play every single game. But now in seasons, with players playing so many games, um, yo, I I read something um, that like Mbappe, who's twenty five, has already played a little bit over four hundred professional games. <laughs> so in fact, if if it's like from when he's seven, from when he's eighteen, so seven years, you're saying he's playing sixty games a year, bro? That's crazy. Last season, he played 63 games. You know what I'm saying? Um, 63 games. So, like, because he played the World Cup, he played other cups, and he played for his team, for his team PSG. And, you know, there's different Euro qualifications and blah, 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 blah. He said, like, you, you pay third. So, so... I'm going to read this to you. As one of the game's premier players, Mbappe will not likely see the demands of him diminish anytime soon. After playing a 34-game league season, UEFA Champions League, French Super Cup, Coupe de France, PSG, he, he, and, and, he, and he'll then go into the Euros in 2024 and World, World, World Cup qualifying. So last year he played in 20, the this calendar year of 2023, he had... Um, he had the the World Cup, right? He had the Champions League, Super Cup, Coupe de France. What's World Cup last year? Probably the year, but World Cup was with the end of twenty twenty two, I think it was. So at some point last year, the 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 uh uh he he played throughout all these matches and the qualifying for Euro, um and different preseason matches, et cetera, et cetera. He played sixty three games. I think um Varane um was around the same way. Like he played about 64 games last year, and he's what 30, 30 something years old. Scott, so, so he was saying that it it might be something where they need a, a bit of load management. 
where you know what you have embedded rest days um i i'm i think it speaks volumes that the biggest player the biggest star in the, in the world is mentioning that i think that most teams will do it the only thing that I, the only thing that i do challenge and i would have to you know i, I don't follow psg like that so i'm not going to lie but i would think that when you say 63 games how i assume that in these smaller cups like this france super cup and even like just qualifying for the euros does he have to play they may have to set it up where they can do load management during these coupe, these little carabao cups and fa cups and and you know preseason and you know he, he some kind of agreement with his with his with his national team where he doesn't go to every single qualifying match. You play freaking scan. You play freaking Yugoslavia in someone's backyard a game that you don't need your A team to go. He shouldn't have to travel to that game. Where you play a freaking Macedonia. You feel me? Like you don't need Mbappe for games like that. So it should be something incorporated where those games he doesn't travel. You know, or, you know, a, a, a limit in how many games they play during the week. But again, what's going to happen is, is that these, these bloodthirsty fans are going to sit and say, how dare you sit down? How dare you? Um, how dare you don't play a game? You make all this money. Like in the NBA, there's backlash where folks say, I, I traveled across the world to see Stephen Curry and he's resting. And it becomes a big negative discussion. And I get it. You know, I, I think once you once you take the cat out of bag, it's it's like Pandora's box. You can't put it back in. But I think that we have to look at some level of load management, or even what I what I what I believe needs to happen is expand the rosters. Just make these rosters deeper. So, um, the the, the one thing that the EPL has done and other leagues have done has increased the number of subs. So you have more subs. And more ability, but I think maybe increase these rosters so you don't have to start these players. These players may be able to come in late or came in, come in for 20 minutes. So so Mbappe doesn't have to start, but maybe come in for the last 20 minutes. Or um, and you and you have teams that are able to sustain a game or a stretch without Mbappe, without a star, without a, a Kane, without a Holland. Um, I think honestly, I think that's what Pep's doing. I, I kid you not. I think Pep was like, "Yo, KDB, you look kind of sluggish. We're gonna put you put you down with an injury, and I need you to get ready for the second half of the season after Christmas." That's what I believe that, he, that Pep is doing. Pep is, is 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 managing the load of his players. Pause. So I think I think it's crucial that that we look into that. And I'm never against load management. I think I don't know. I'm I'm old school where I'm used to players playing every single game. If I was an athlete, if I was an athlete, I would sit there and play every single game. Um, football, American football is unique because there's only 16 games in a season. They play once a week. Um, so it's hard to compare that to what, what NBA players play and soccer players go through. But I also think that um, we have to be realistic and understand that, that these players are playing too many games. 70, almost 70 games in a season is unreal. On freaking real so so it has to be something where these players uh are 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 finding these teams are finding a way to make sure you you you, you protect your investment
to know that Mbappe has played almost four, over 400 games in at the age of 25. Now, and I put him at starting at, at 18. He probably was playing since he was 15, 16 professional games. So the, the, the long-term wear and tear, it's, it's crazy. So, so th- this will, this, this will and also shorten the careers of, this, of these players. Mbappe is going to be playing until he's like 30, 31. And he's done. Six more years, he'll break all the records. He'll, he'll have all the trophies. He's going to be chilling. It's going to be light work, bro. He's not going to play that hard. It'll be a type of John where these where these players sit here, um, what what people these players sit here, and um, and just play for for the, for the uh, national team. Like I, I ain't played no more cup club games. Or play for, or play for like uh, MLS, bro. Where it's light. This is where MLS and the, I mean and the Saudis, and um the Saudis are are um I mean it's, I don't know about the Saudis because the Saudis. If you notice, someone was saying, uh, I forgot where I read. There was someone that said that everybody, the, the people that sat there and went to the, to, to the Saudi Pro League is not happy. It's not happy because it just sucks over there. I told y'all, man, money's not everything. Everybody's like, oh, man, I'll, I'll, I'll sit there and go to the Saudi and play for $15 million a year. All right, bro. You get that money and, and then you, your, your life sucks and you're depressed. You miss your family and you have no freedom and it's a whole different type of... Uh, uh, set up over there and it sucks you see Henderson left to go back to Ajax so it's and Benzema's talking about coming back all these guys bro out here make, going at chasing this money it's not fun money money is not everything guys I'm not saying listen the bible says the love of money is the root of all evil so I'm not anti-money anti-money I'm anti-love of money because that, that's where the, the problem occurs but it's, it's more to life than, than, than money so I think I think um yeah I think that's where MLS is more attractive because it's a lot lighter of a um a lot lighter of of a of a load for them to carry and you know in in order to protect their investment what what these folks do in the MLS like yo take your time take your time bro there's no rush for you to come and play let's take whatever you're ready you know I'm here you know I, I support you that's what happens. So I think I think we're on our way to load management, I, and I don't know how the fans are going to react to it. I know over here, they don't react to it too well, but I understand. And and you know what the problem is, guys, y'all are mad at the wrong people. It's the it's the teams. Load management is something instituted by the teams to protect their invest investment. They're like, yo, we're, we're going to go through the calendar, go through the schedule, and we're going to schedule you days off because according to policy. We can't have X amount of, you can't play X amount of games. So we're going to sit here and schedule you days off. So the ones who have introduced load management are the owners and the teams, not the players. The players are like, yo, I don't want to, but if you say so, if it's what's best for me to do, I'm going to do it. So don't, don't get mad at the, at the player. The players just, you know, Mbappe is just bringing things forward, forward but the, the teams are the ones that sitting here and be like, yo, just chill. Don't don't play this game. Sit back, man. So it's interesting to see where this would go for for players. Will will European soccer? Because again, we have Champions League. We have this Carabao Cup, FA Cup. We have the the regular season, and we have um international duties. A lot of games. It adds up, man. It adds up. 
It adds up. So when you, this is why I want all these guys saying, oh, Pele's the best and this guy's the best, bro. You can't compare. Pele's had to play probably like 15 games a year. He played, he played in Timberlands, bro. He played in flip-flops. You feel me? He played soccer in flip-flops. You can't, you can't, <laughs> while other, other guys freaking play, played in Crocs. You can't say guys like that are the best player, best players. They play 15, 20 games a year. My man's played 64 games in one year. Pele couldn't do that, my guy. Your GOAT could not do that. I'm sorry to break it to you. So, yeah, so it's interesting to see how, how this is going to break down in terms of load management, in terms of resting players, and how, how the fans are going to react, how these networks are going to react. Because I know in the NBA there's rumblings that these networks are going to sit here and try to you know reduce the money paid for, for TV rights. This is why the NBA had to step in and said, listen, you can't rest on, on national televised games. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how this is moving. But, I mean, it is what it is, man. So tell me what you think, man. Talk about a lot today, football-related. Man, man, you was chilling. Ain't no games played. But I wanted to come on here. Let's talk some football and talk some footy and see how that goes. There's, there's, look, I, yo, wait. I see it. There's light. That's light at the end of this tunnel. All he got to do now is fire this manager. You know what I'm saying? Let him go and then take and then take it from there, bro. Thank you. So tell me what you think, guys. Man, you, Arsenal, Ivan, Tony, lower management. Tell me what you think, guys. Thank you for listening, man. I pray this blesses you. I pray you learn some, from some stuff. Don't forget, don't forget to follow me on TikTok, Twitter, all that good stuff. I love you guys, man. Thank you for listening. God bless you guys. Peace.